Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Uh, in case you hadn't heard this, Research University of uh, Bristol in the United Kingdom, the UK, anarchy in the UK, uh, found that 90% of particles could get through cloth masks, making them effectively useless during the pandemic. So that was disinformation until a couple months ago. In fact, it was even disinformation until last week. But now Vivek Murthy apparently says, yeah, it's, it's information. It's not disinformation. But, you know, so, yeah, a cloth mask have been a joke. They are a joke. And, uh, and we have uh, punished and tortured our children long enough. By the way, uh, some barefaced flyers will be allowed to fly on airlines, uh, at least in a couple of them. Uh, Michael uh, O'Leary, uh, the CEO of Ryanair, has said they hope to have an end to uh, masks, which have never stopped any infection or super spreader events on airplanes at all. Uh, it looks like they're going to allow masks not to be worn anymore uh, the end of April or the end of May. So uh, all U.S. airlines still require masks to be worn throughout the journeys with strict reinforcement uh, measures uh, in place across different companies. Um, the president uh, has implemented uh, mandatory federal fines for passengers who refuse to wear masks, $500 for first time, 3000 for those who refer second time. Still, still happening. They've always been a joke. And if you, and I, and I said this yesterday to the doofuses who I've seen who will, I, I will approach at the post office or, or in line at the grocery store who turned and, you know, created six feet of social distancing or called me out or, or the guy at Walmart with his daughter who called me out twice for not wearing my mask properly. And if he wasn't with his daughter, well, it would have been a different story. Uh, but to all of them, I just say, and how do I put this gingerly? Um, Suck it. How's that? Okay, there you go. We got some phone calls. We got Buster in Santa Cruz. Uh, Buster, how you doing? Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up, my friend? Hey, great show, Rob. I can Thank see you. why President Trump likes you, man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I got a couple things. Yeah. All right, bro. What's I got up? A couple things. All right, couple things, bud. Uh, yeah. What do you think about the audio on that? Uh, speech. I I couldn't believe all these people are are cheering. I'm thinking, what are these people happy about? We're on a highway to hell, well, and they're all happy and cheering. I, I couldn't figure out. Do you think that was a audio trick or a recording? No, no. It's not like it's not like last year when Kamala Harris went into an empty stadium and they piped in audience noise. Uh, that happened, literally happened last year. Now, I, I think they've got fluffers in the audience like uh, like they do in game shows. You ever been to a game show? You ever been to a, a late-night TV show? They have a bunch of people in the uh, comedian who comes out at the beginning and fluffs the audience, gets them, you know, gets them going. And, and clearly uh, there are Democrats in the audience who know the, the rules, and that are make as much noise and make the president sound as good as possible. What is your next point, sir? Oh, my next point, oh, real quick, I was in class of 69, I got something else to say, I could totally relate to 68, <laughs> because right. I used to fight those bullies. Oh, but my you? main point, Rob, is, uh, I think it's a simple case of blackmail, 
Uh, Biden's being blackmailed via Hunter. Let's follow the money trail. Let's investigate this. And I always felt in my gut this had a lot to do with what's going on. Buster, they have a word in Russian. It's called compromat. And he is. He is that. He is the definition of that with regard to. And Hillary Clinton, too. She was bought and paid for by Russia. Uh, it was absurd to even think that, that uh, Vladimir Putin would have wanted Donald Trump in office. Uh, because Hillary Clinton was already bought and paid for uh, with the money from Uranium One, the Uranium One deal, and then, of course, all the money that went into her uh, supposed charity with regard to oligarchs in Russia. And then, of course, let's not forget the Russia collusion hoax that she bought and paid for. So, yeah, he is definitely compromised, certainly by China. I'm still trying to meet out exactly where Ukraine comes in as far as Russia is concerned, and people are hinting at it, you know. Uh, so I don't know, but I have no doubt that he is compromised. Let's go on to our next caller. This is Steve in lovely Kansas City, where I preside, actually. How you doing, Steve? Welcome to the show. Well, uh, thank you, Rob. You know, we now know the pandemic is over because the National Felons League, the NFL, has announced they are getting rid of all pandemic protocols. So this oh, really? thing is over. Yes, they announced today that wow. there will no longer be any protocols whatsoever related to the china virus so really? the whole thing is over and we know these things are coming to an end because the democrats are going to get uh just their butt kicked in november so yeah. that is why all of these things are going to go away and it just proves that this whole thing was a joke amen steve i said that 2020 was 2020 because it was 2020 uh, this entire uh, pandemic, while it has been deadly for those with uh, serious comorbidities, and even the CDC director said that the average person who died of COVID had at least four to six comorbidities, and most people were uh, of advanced age. Uh, as far as I don't believe 900,000 people in America died exclusively of COVID. I believe that 900,000 people in the United States of America died with COVID. Uh, as far as the NFL dropping it and, and, of course, the mask mandate and the social distancing and all that nonsense being dropped by the uh, Congress uh, before the State of the Union, obviously pure political theater. It's always been BS, Steve, from the get-go. And not only that, but also that Joe Biden just said we need to close the southern border and we need to fund the police without offering any solutions. He was just touching base for a soundbite that they could use before the election to try to backpedal a little bit on the abject failure of this administration and the Democrats on the aforementioned. Steve, I just wanted to mention, uh, you are in Kansas City. Yes, sir. I'm going to be at Outlaw Cigar South on Saturday uh, between 11 and 2. So if you're out and about, uh, this is not an official endorsement. I, this, there's a, there's a, a veterans charity involved there, and I'm going to be at Outlaw Cigar South, not being paid or anything, on this Saturday, starting at 11. So have you ever been to Outlaw? Anything we can do to help our veterans, thank you. Well, here's the deal. You go to Outlaw, you give a donation, you get beer and barbecue. That's what you get. <laughs> and you can buy yourself a cigar, get a six stogie. And, um, and, I have my, and, meet, and meet Rob Carson. And Well, you know, that's not on top of the list. Beer, barbecue, cigars, then Rob Carson. How's that sound? <laughs> God bless you, sir. All God right, bro, take you. it easy, take it easy. You bet. Thank God bless you. This is kind of funny, and, and, I, and I saw a lot of comparisons, and I, and I know that there are people in this country. I like to call them the class of 68. I'm not talking about you if you graduated in 68. I'm talking about the academic crowd, the hippies, the idiots who were uh, the counterculture movement in the late 60s. You know, dope smoking, whatever, you know, that's way before me. That's, I was a toddler, but um, 
There's a lot of nonsense going on. Should we have been involved in uh, the Vietnam War? That's very questionable, obviously. Uh, it was a, a war that we took over from France, by the way. Um, but that aside, I've said that there are a lot of similarities between the tactics of the class of 1968, those who have sat around and mentally masturbated in faculty lounges about communism and socialism being the perfect form of government. It just hasn't been tried uh, correctly. And they've tried to do the same things that the Soviet Union uh, did and that many totalitarian states still do with regard to propaganda, among other things, and control, like in all of the control surrounding the COVID pandemic and the fact that 2020 was 2020 because of 2020. Uh, this is a headline. Putin's brainwashing of the innocents begins. Teachers begin propaganda manuals warned to tell children as young as 11 the Kremlin is on a national peacekeeping mission and NATO poses a danger to Russia's, Russia as parents are told to monitor TikTok. A very, very uh, Stalin-esque and oddly enough, some of the same things that are going on in American schools. And we've seen a rejection of it, like, for instance, critical race theory, uh, which is a uh, indoctrination of children so that children of color believe that they have no chance of making it in this country because of institutional racism. And children who are not of color hate themselves. And then there's also the trans and LGBTQ radical agenda that is being taught in schools where in, literally in California there are schools, they have a, uh, a changing closet, so you wear the clothes that your mom and dad put on you in the morning, and if you're a boy and you decide you want to put on a dress, you just do it, and then, uh, you know, you, you don't tell mom and dad. Or, or your teacher starts referring to you as the, uh, by another name, the dame of the sex that you, just, you say you identify with and using pronouns that aren't like, if you're a boy, him, you're suddenly her or they. That sort of nonsense, by the way. Oh, and then let's also go there with masks and social distancing and all of that nonsense and making children eat outside. All of that is propaganda. Russia's Ministry of Education will today give school pupils across the country an online lesson propagating the claim that NATO poses a danger to the Kremlin as Vladimir Putin ramps up his efforts to brainwash children as young as 11. Be kind of like, I don't know, bringing the TV in during a break and your kindergartner sitting there and turning on PBS for a while. Kind of like that. Teachers have reportedly been given manuals which uh, demand they uh, describe the bloody invasion as a special peacekeeping mission. You know. Or, you know, uh, calling Trump supporters white supremacists. Russia has already banned the use of the words invasion, offensive, declaration of war, kind of like the American media, the big social media, and the Democrat Party have banned words like ivermectin, you know, things like that. Just kind of the same kind of stuff going on there. A source told Al Jazeera that teachers are uh, being given, not El Jazeera, it's Al Jazeera. El Jazeera is the one that's south of the border. There's a, they, got a, they got a bureau down there, I guess. El Jazeera. Anyway, Al Jazeera. <laughs> Al Jazeera, I want to meet that guy, uh, that teachers are being uh, given no choice but to carry out these lessons in the framework of history or social studies. Again, kind of like CRT. Just kind of like CRT or radical, radical trans identity politics. Furthermore, teachers have received letters from school warning them to monitor their children's activities on social media platforms such as TikTok. Or, or for instance, if you're the, you know, the Attorney General of the United States, monitoring parents who speak out against CRT, that kind of stuff. Monitoring, you know, social media posts and reporting them and doxing parents like they did in Loudoun County, Virginia. That sort of stuff. It could never happen here. 
comes as the United Nations accused Russia of launching a full war on media freedom and the truth by blocking independent news outlets and preventing Russians from hearing news of the invasion of Ukraine. The same thing that uh, YouTube kind of did here and, and Twitter and, and Facebook do right here. It's right out of the Russian playbook. It's just right out of the Russian playbook, kids. The Hunter Biden laptop story banned, banned by Twitter before the election. So don't react to this with consternation if you're a Democrat because you support the same damn thing here. Russia's government is also throttling Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. But you know what? It's funny because Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram go quietly and peacefully and voluntarily into the night when it comes to censoring free speech that uh, does not follow the, the, the mainstream media and the Democrat Party. It's kind of weird that way. Yesterday, a Russian opposition politician shared heart-rending photos of children detained in the back of a police van after taking part in anti-war protests. So there you go. It's kind of funny. And then, listen to this, and then Surgeon General of the United States, listen to this statist. Dr. Vivek Murthy demanded information from the platforms about the major sources of COVID-19 misinformation. Companies have until May 2nd, 2022 to submit the data. Vivek Murthy is calling on Big Tech to turn over COVID-19 misinformation data. This should freak you out, and it should really take you off. Vivek Murthy, on, or I guess it was today or yesterday, formally requested that the major tech platforms submit information about the scale of COVID-19 misinformation. Now, realizing, of course, until the other day that wearing a cloth mask was not misinformation. But today it is because masks are a joke. They always have been. Or shutdown, government shutdowns of business. Absolutely unnecessary. If you said that uh, just a few months ago, that was misinformation, you see. The notice asked the companies to submit exactly how many users saw or may have been exposed to instances of COVID-19 misinformation, as well as aggregate data on demographics that may have been disproportionately exposed to or affected by misinformation. This is insidious. I mean, it really is insidious. The Surgeon General also demanded information from the platforms about the major sources of misinformation including those that engaged in the sale of unproven COVID-19 products, services, and treatments like hydroxychloroquine, which I still take every day since I had COVID unvaccinated and I recovered fully. Thank you very much. Denying requesting information doesn't carry a penalty. It might affect your social score, though. You know, they do have that. But the notice represents the first formal request from the Biden administration of the tech companies to submit COVID-19 misinformation data, according to the Surgeon General's office. For those who are just tuning in, I have an expression on the show. It's called dissent is not disinformation. And the day that dissent is considered disinformation is the day that we surrender to totalitarianism. And Vivek Murthy is a totalitarian tool. California is weighing punishing doctors for challenging contemporary scientific consensus. So if contemporary scientific consensus says that you shouldn't give anyone any sort of uh, 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 treatment other than 
a vaccine, then uh, you are going to be uh, in trouble with the government. Democrat Assemblyman Evan Lowe uh, introduced uh, AB 2098, uh, and it may uh, be the subject of a March 17th hearing in the Assembly Committee on Business and Professions, where it was referred last week. The bill, which was co-written by this, uh, this tool, goes beyond regulating how California doctors can treat their own patients. It opens their statements about COVID, public or private, to review by the Medical Board of California and the Osteopathic Medical Board of California with possible sanctions to follow. Democrat Governor Gavin Newsom is seeking legislative funding for a related effort, a statewide department dedicated to disseminating accurate scientific information and countering false claims. Wow, just wow. So you hear that, doctors? Are you playing along? If you are playing along, hop on the train. But if you are uh, someone who knows that you as a qualified professional who spent a good deal of your life uh, learning how to do what you do, being told by the government that you have no say in treating the way you treat your patients should scare the hell out of you. And it's not dying. We need to kill that movement, but it's not dying because of people like Vivek Murthy and this tool in California. Real quick, former Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice Michael Gableman was testifying yesterday um, in the state of Wisconsin and found that uh, Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg's election money violated state bribery laws. Nearly $9 million in Zuckerbucks funds directly to five solely Democrat strongholds in Wisconsin violated the state's election code's prohibition on bribery. It's a 150-page report, by the way. Mark Zuckerberg provided a financing that allowed the Centers for Tech and Civic Life to offer nearly $9 million in Zuckbucks to Milwaukee, Madison, Racine, Kenosha, and Green Bay counties in exchange for the Zuckerberg Five, those, uh, those uh, municipalities. The report called the counties in effect operated Democrat get-out-the-vote efforts. Uh, those grants then paid for illegal drop boxes to be placed in Democrat voting strongholds. On top of this, a special counsel investigating possible irregularities, the same man who I just spoke about, found 91 nursing homes in the counties of Milwaukee, Racine, Dane, Kenosha, and Brown turned out 95 to 100% of their voters, compared to 67% in the nation as a whole in 2020. Retired State Supreme Court Justice Michael Cableman said that there are more facilities in these counties after ordering the votes from other facilities. The above percentages may change, but that's what happened. And this happened in uh, Minneapolis. This has happened all over the country. Using the infirmed to gather votes. Residents of nursing homes were mailed absentee ballots. Under the guise of help from facility staff, residents of the facility whose family members believe they couldn't vote were coaxed into voting. Here's Jody Shelty. She's got an 88-year-old mom in a nursing home. Mom has been uh, suffering from uh, dementia for many years, is incapable of even feeding herself, but somehow they found out that mom voted. She was 88 years old and was living in assisted living um, because she had uh, dementia. And so she had what was called mixed dementia, Alzheimer's and um, vascular dementia. 
Well, I thought I'm going to look up and see if my mom voted. What are the chances that nationwide 67% of eligible voters voted that in homes where people are living the last years of their life, uh, many of them in hospice care at the end of life, unable to recognize relatives, unable to to, uh, go to the bathroom, unable to feed themselves, unable to think clearly like our president, would vote at 100% in nursing facilities. Because it was during COVID, and I, of course, wasn't able to even go and see her. I could do Zooms, or I could say hi to her through the window, but I couldn't see her, so I didn't really give a thought to the fact that somehow she could... So I guess if you can't go visit your mom or your grandma at the nursing home, then the nursing home staff can do just about anything. Oh, so I look including getting them to vote. Did up on the MyGov vote or MyVote. MyVote, my uh, part of the Wisconsin Election Commission site. Yes, yeah. yes. And put in the information about her. Huh. And lo and behold, um, she voted in the 2020 election. Hmm. Um, she did vote before that too, but I was most interested in the 2020 election. She voted in February. She voted in April in the primary. And she voted on November 3rd, 2020. And for every one of you who called someone who said we need to question the 2020 election and said that it was a conspiracy theory or that it was uh, misinformation, you can suck it. Here is uh, the family of a 104-year-old interviewed in Wisconsin, and the 104-year-old can't even communicate or move, but was able to vote in 2020. To the point now where she has a difficult time remembering names of people, she's... uh, She's not capable of making many decisions at all. Her health care decisions were turned over to me in 2009, I believe. Yeah, in 2020, you couldn't go visit your relatives in a nursing home, you know, because of the COVID, which meant that, you know, a lot of these people who work in these nursing homes, uh, they were able to make a little money getting, uh, getting some votes, rounded up some votes for Democrats and Joe Biden. So she's uh, basically not capable any longer of even remaining awake for more than a few minutes. Uh, She's being fed by hand, and she's currently in hospice care. Uh So the medications have been pretty well cut off. I've uh, signed off on most of the medications that she she gets, but any, any of the memory enhancement medications were long ago discontinued. So, Christy, anything to add? Well, just to state that she is 104 years old, and a lot of people at that age aren't cognizant. It's taken a long time for us to rouse her awake to even get a word out, but she hasn't really remembered us, <clears throat> Jack and me, for years, maybe five years. Yeah. But she voted in 2020. Isn't that crazy? Here's uh, Cecily Sherlock talking about, uh, well, Cecily Sherlock is not talking. Uh, She voted, apparently, and she's completely incapacitated in a nursing home. To the point where you think she shouldn't be voting? Probably in 2010. And so, and then... It's when she stopped voting. You were surprised uh, that she voted in the 2020 election? Absolutely. Um, I had absolutely no idea that she had been voting. Uh, Much to my surprise, she had voted for the last, off and on for the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. I guess in my mind, I thought if you put your parent into a facility because they were incapacitated, they would not even be offered 
the vote. No, 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 no. That's what all those uh, mass mail-in ballots, uh, unrequested mail-in ballots are all about, you see. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Left wing. If you think Joe Biden got 80 uh, million votes, you're high. <laughs> you know why I think the 2020 election was uh, stolen? Because I'm not stupid, Okay. You know why I think that uh, uh, Russia collusion never existed even while the investigation was going on? Because I'm not stupid. You know, I, I realize and why I say that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are the most corrupt people to ever uh, be in American government and the most corrupt president in the history of the country? Because I'm not stupid. Because I've done some research and, and unlike the mainstream media, I've had some journalistic curiosity, even though I'm not a journalist. And, and every step of the way, I've been shut down by big social media. We've all been shut down by big social media, but you can only put out so many fires. In front of uh, lawmakers yesterday in Wisconsin, um, former Supreme Court Justice Michael Cableman uh, requesting that uh, Wisconsin's um, elections be decertified. Now in the midst of nine different lawsuits, all to try to find the answers that the people ought to have as a matter of course. So of course we're not. With that teed up, at this point, I believe the legislature ought to take a very hard look at the option of decertification of the 2020 Wisconsin presidential election. There you go. All right, so that's what he is uh, saying there. They're trying to do this in Arizona, and all the while, without any evidence to the contrary, only a narrative that says uh, you're a conspiracy theorist or that's misinformation, the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party have shouted you down have shouted you down rather than paying attention to the 1,200 affidavits, sworn affidavits, saying that people had seen voter fraud despite Republican uh, vote checkers being locked out, locked out of facilities during the, the vote count, despite the fact that, that the major battleground states, the ones that they, they would put Joe Biden over the top, uh, stopped vote counting in the middle of the night, including in Atlanta where they said there was a water main break and there was no water main break. And there's videos of giant cases of votes being brought out from under tables and run through vote scanners again and again and again. And the next morning, all of them opening at the same time with sometimes 100% of votes tallied in the Zucker boxes going for Joe Biden. Isn't that weird? And just enough for him to, to, to have a victory, just to be over the top. Today's podcast is sponsored by Stamps.com. For a limited time, all Newsmax Daily Podcast listeners can receive a free trial, free postage, and a free digital scale by signing up with the promo code NEWSMAX. That's stamps.com, promo code NEWSMAX. Never go to the post office again. Another great patriot. She's doing incredibly well in Arizona. She was the anchor. She was the anchor for 22 years. I hate to say that long. Was that about right? 22 years. And people loved her. And she's beautiful inside and out. You know, you're not allowed to say that anymore. It's uh, politically incorrect, but it's true. <laughs> she's beautiful inside and out. She's an incredible woman. Carrie Lake. There you go. That is uh, Donald Trump recognizing and introducing Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake. Uh, Carrie Lake also spoke about the founding fathers, by the way, at CPAC this year. And I'll tell you what, if those patriots way back when gave those tyrants the middle finger, 
then there is no reason that we cannot tell our tyrants today to shove it. Boom! Right? Unbelievable. Carrie Lake is on the phone on the Newsmax hotline right now. Carrie, I have been waiting for this uh, this interview for a long time. I've been a fan of yours since day one, by the way. Welcome to the show. Oh, my gosh, Rob. I'm so happy to be here, and thank you for playing that. It was, it was a real highlight <sighs> to have the president call me out, especially being in a room full of people who deserved a shout-out. It was really an honor. It is uh, remarkable, actually, uh, that a Trump candidate, uh, a Trump-endorsed candidate, someone who has unabashedly uh, supported Trump, is so successful. Doesn't come as a surprise to me, by the way, Carrie. I don't think there's any reason to back away from the support of Donald Trump, as uh, exemplified in Texas, where every Trump-endorsed candidate won in the, uh, in the primary earlier this week. Well, I'm telling you, this is America loves President Trump. Don't believe what the media is telling you. Case in point, I'm sitting here right now in my car in a, in a pretty liberal area, of yeah. considered liberal area. And the amazing thing is I must have had five people come up to me, young people, saying, we support you. They're Trump Republicans. The, these young people are awake as to what's happened to their lives over the last two years, what should have been the best years of their lives. Uh, the Democrats masked them up and really yeah. wreak havoc on their lives. And when you start to see the young people waking up and becoming America first patriots, you know there's going to be a red tsunami like we've never seen before. It's going to happen in Arizona, and I predict it's going to happen in even states where people aren't predicting that it could happen. At the beginning of your race, the media was saying that uh, uh, you were a fringe candidate. I mean, you, you say that the uh, 2020 election was corrupt. I believe that it was corrupt, Carrie. And as a talk show host, I've been told, well, you know, you know, a lot of people aren't really saying that. I said, well, I tell you what, here's the deal. I've done a copious research on this. And if you say, prove to me that the election was stolen, I will say, prove to me that it wasn't. And then I'll present my pile of uh, information that I've gathered and the fact that the journalistic community has expressed no curiosity whatsoever starting on November the 4th. Uh, tell us real quick in a nutshell why you believe that 2020 was a joke. Well, I'm a journalist. I mean, I'm a journalist. Oh, there you go. I've done the, re I've done the research. <laughs> there you go. And, I mean, I've done the research. I've followed the forensic audit. What yes. they found in that forensic audit shows election laws were broken, state laws were broken. It's admissible in a court of law. And I do hope we see that go to a court. And I hope there's justice. When I'm governor, I'm going to demand we see justice for this defrauded, stolen, rigged election. We have, I'm just learning today, 200,000 ballots where they had questionable or no signatures or a scribble, and they didn't match them up in Arizona. Yeah. They shouldn't have been counted. You don't yeah. count mail-in ballots with no signature or just a scribble line. You have to match signatures. And we've got a real problem with some of these issues. You know, the, the uh, difference between the count here, if you believe the count, was just over 10,000 ballots going in Joe Biden's direction. But we have 740,000 ballots in Arizona that have no chain of custody. That means, that they, where did they come from? Out of thin air? I mean, I just am a real believer that we have election laws for a reason. And our state legislature is the only entity that can make election law. And we had all kinds of people, elected, unelected people, making laws and changing election yes. rules right before that election. Yes. And that's unconstitutional.
I like to say the reason why I think that the 2020 election was uh, was stolen is because I'm not stupid. By the way, did you hear also 91 nursing homes in uh, in Democrat strongholds that were Zucker bucks were poured into 91 nursing homes. There was between 95 and 100 percent voting uh, in the 2020 election, even though the national average around 67 percent, if you believe that. But a hundred, almost 100 percent in nursing homes. And most of those people were infirmed. Uh, many of those people have no idea uh, who their families are oh they God. can't they can't even speak how awful is that and i'm just, i'm tired you know well go ahead uh, rob i watched that out of, coming out of wisconsin and it it felt like a punch in the gut i mean i was i was speechless and it, it almost brought me to tears yeah. that our system has been corrupted like this these people they had video of these poor men and women who've lived an amazing life and they're in a nursing home and they're they have no capacity to even vote one of the men couldn't even speak. Yeah. He had brain damage since 1970, and he miraculously ended up voting. How does that happen? It's amazing. Well, I think we know how it happens. It's oh, called corruption with a capital C. And Zuckerberg, you know, I really hope that man is in prison someday for what oh, no. he's done. Me too, me too. He's an oligarch. He's an oligarch. Uh, he is in the, right now in, in the United States. We have an oligarchy. Uh, that's why uh, people like Barack Obama can become hundreds of millionaires and Mark Zuckerberg can visit the office and uh, contribute $400 million to our elections. Let me ask you, I want to mention, I saw this brilliant, brilliant, brilliant off-camera exchange that you had with Liam Bartlett, the Australian journalist, and you gave him what fur. Uh, I thought that was spectacular. Did you realize that that was going to get out and that was going to cause uh, so many legions of people to go, hell yes? <laughs> uh, well, with, you know, because I worked in media for 30 years, I don't do any interviews, especially with... Um, you know, what I consider the fake news without yes. recording it on my own. Yes. And so we recorded that interview and I didn't expect he would be so biased. And he yeah. had like stage four Trump derangement syndrome. <laughs> he kept asking me about Trump, who, by the way, wasn't in the room. And he really lost it. I thought he had a brain malfunction. So when we got done with that interview, we released it right away. Yeah. And it's funny, we've been emailing 60 Minutes Australia every single week saying, hey, when is that interview going to air? <laughs> and they wow. haven't aired it yet. <laughs> well, I... Yeah, I and love I the fact that he said. For the people of Australia. What? And he said, he said, well, you promised me, uh, you know, 30 minutes. And you go, no, uh, we didn't. We promised you, was it 10 or 15? And he said, you want to see that? We got it on tape. And it was, it was amazing. <laughs> and you gave it right to him. I just, that, and see, Carrie, that's what, you know, people think that we're, you know, Trump cultists. You just love Trump. No, no. We like what he stood for. We love what he stood for. We love the fact that he went into office and he did what he said he was going to do. And we love the fact that he gave the media what for and he invited it. And that's where I, I, it just reminded me. And it's so neat that you are one of the only politicians right now, or potential, I mean, you're running, to treat the violently radical media with regard to conservatives, uh, to treat them uh, the way they treat us. I thought it was just brilliant. I'm right. really, just wonderful. Well, uh, I, I will say this, Rob. I go into every interview, I'm ready, just give me a fair playing field. And yeah. the minute it starts to turn into me versus a uh, you know, an activist, a, a Democrat or a socialist activist coming at me, not being fair, I start to turn on them because it's offensive to people who are true journalists to see that kind of activity, that propagandist. And so I'll always go into any interview fit with, a, I, I, you know, I start with a friendly attitude, but I can turn into a royal 
Uh, <laughs> I guess I can't use the word. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Heck yes. I, Heck I yes. Not to go that direction. I, I just yeah. want to. I just want to explain to people where where we stand, and I think I speak for the majority of Americans. We want policies that help Americans. We want America first policies. That's what President Trump brought. That's what he delivered to us. And he has awoken this country. And I think we are going to be able to save this country because everywhere I go, we have a huge record number of people everywhere at every event. And people are off the sidelines. They are in the game and ready to take this country back. So we've seen some really cool things with uh, the new uh, governor, Glenn Youngkin of uh, Virginia. Uh, you, as a uh, governor of the state of, of uh, Arizona, what are you going to do your first few days? First day, uh, after I take my hand off the Bible, you know, when, yes. when I'm giving the oath of office, I'm going to issue a declaration of invasion, and we're going to march the, yes. uh, the border. We're going to march troops to the border, and we're going to take back control of our border, which Joe Biden has handed over to narco-terrorists. We do not have control of our Arizona border right now. The cartels do. And I am the last person the cartels want to win this. But with the, with the will of the people, we will win this, and we're going to take back control of our border. Because right now, we not only have people coming in by the hundreds of thousands, yeah. We've got children being trafficked and deadly CCP fentanyl pouring into our state. And it's not remaining here. It's going to all the other states. And we have a right to protect ourselves from the invasion happening at our border. I know Joe Biden is a dereliction of duty on his part. He's given up on, on the border, I think intentionally. And we're going to take it back and protect the people of Arizona and, and really the people of this great country. So that's my first, my first thing I'm going to do. I love it. I love it. And uh, are you uh, worried that uh, Katie Hobbs will try uh, some electoral shenanigans? I was reading just briefly this morning this piece about uh, the shutting down of equal. Could you uh, comment on that just real quick? Yeah, I mean, she's. I, I don't know if it's just incompetency or if it's intentional, um, but she really isn't qualified to be the Secretary of State at all. Mm -hmm. no. She should have cleaned up our voter rolls going into this election. We have... Yes. Tens of thousands of people on there who moved. They haven't lived here for years, maybe decades. Dead people voting. It's outrageous that she refused to clean that voter roll up. And then, of course, they blanketed the state with mail-in ballots, which are problematic at least. Uh, I do worry about her being in charge. I think she should recuse herself. I was the only candidate who called for her to do that. Yep. I called for her to do that uh, over the summer. She needs to recuse herself as Secretary of State. We can't yep. trust her with this election, especially because she's on the ballot. Yeah. Um, but I do know that people are going to show up in droves, yeah. in record numbers. And we may have to win by a mile, Rob, to eke out a one-inch win. But once I win, I am the candidate who will go in there and we will get our elections back to where the people, the good people of Arizona, Republicans, independents, and Democrats will have faith that our elections are secure once again. I got to tell you, Carrie, it's been a real treat uh, talking to you today. CarrieLake.com. Uh, you're on Twitter at CarrieLake. I've just um, been working to create an app because I fear that with these uh, tech oligarchs, yes, they're going to start kicking people like me off of Twitter and Facebook. Okay. So if people want to go to the app store and just look up Carrie Lake, I think I'm the only candidate right now with an app. And they'll be able to keep up on what I'm doing there and, and just in case they start to really kick you know, other political candidates off, which they've shown uh, propensity to do. Well, I am getting that app right away. Uh, meanwhile, Godspeed. Continue being a major B-word to the liberal media. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't mean what you think I meant. I meant bad app. 
Oh, there you go. All right. <laughs> Godspeed. Have a glorious week, and uh, we'll have you on again soon if you would if you would be a guest. We'd love to have you. Okay. I would love it. Thank you, Rob. Have a great day. All right. That's Carrie Lake. Oh my goodness. Uh, Carrie Lake. She's got an app. Woohoo! How cool is that? And CarrieLake.com. Uh, so uh, Carrie had mentioned, you know, she's a big uh, believer that the 2020 election was stolen. I believe that, too. Uh, we've got a, a big investigation going on in Wisconsin. Supreme Court Justice Michael Cableman, Gableman, I should say, uh, testified and uh, interviewed some nursing home relatives, relatives of people who are infirmed in nursing homes, where 91 nursing homes in major recipient counties of Zuckerbucks. 91 nursing homes had nearly 100% voter participation from patients who are largely infirmed, uh, many unable to speak, many unable to even uh, recognize relatives or uh, move, but somehow they were able to vote in the presidential election of 2020. Um, I was uh, reading, this is a uh, uh, poll worker, Linda Sincula. She is describing her... um, her work uh, as an electric worker and what was going on in the state of Wisconsin with regard to nursing homes. She said a lot of people in the nursing home usually don't vote. And she already had them register. They, they, they had a party come in and had them register. And she said already in April, she knew how the outcome was going to come in November. My nursing home people don't normally vote because some, she said, they don't have the right frame of mind, but this party came in and they had, and she was in charge of it. So that's how I knew. And she said, Linda, I can tell you already how the November election's gonna turn out. What is it, can you share her name? Yeah. And how do you know her, I'm sorry? She helped, She's she helped with my election. Okay, with your campaign. No, no, just no. with oh. at the polling place, we needed people um, with COVID and everything. We had people in there sanitizing, um, washing things down. They use that as the door to get into nursing homes, so relatives of nursing home patients could uh, uh, could not have access to their to their relatives because of COVID. So they were able to bring operatives in from the uh, Democrat Party, uh, possibly affiliated with Mark Zuckerberg, and uh, and get the votes they needed. She was one of those workers. When somebody opened the door, she was behind him washing. She was washing the poll book. Uh, where you go in and vote the voting machine thing area so but she had commented me in august she saw it coming yeah she saw it coming they said that uh, biden would win because they had an idea because all of those nursing home patients were given ballots to mark for joe biden here's a little bit more from this poll worker uh linda sincula we never had our nursing home people vote before she said one party came in mm-hmm what did you what understand that? that to mean, one party? She said the Democrat Party must have been pushing in the Kiwani nursing home wow. to get the residents registered to vote that have never registered before. Some of those people never vote because they don't have the right frame of mind. What did you understand that to mean? She said some of them don't know. They don't. She said they didn't know what they were doing and stuff, and so she would help them through. She said I'd give them a ballot, and she said I could see where it was going. She said she knew it was in August already how she could tell how they registered and stuff. She said I could just see where it was going. There you go. There you go, kids. 
As Carrie Lake said, uh, I said, why do you think that the election of 2020 was uh, fraudulent? And she says, because I'm a journalist. There you go. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.